All right, friends, welcome uh, this day as we continue on uh, with our study in the book of Genesis. Um, again, um, I know uh, I had that, uh, I was unable uh, last week uh, to have Bible study, but, uh, but now we're back at it again as we continue on uh, with our study in the book of Genesis, chapter 14, verses 15 to 24. Uh, today we're going to uh, discuss <clears throat> the order of Melchizedek, the blessing that he gives, uh, who the blessing belongs to, um, and how Abram gave a tenth, um, and how this would set the tone uh, for the Old Testament um, uh, of how they ought to give, uh, as he taught um, all the Israelites. Um, we'd also uh, uh, speak of uh, his meeting with the king of Sodom and the reactions that he had and how that indicated so many things about Genesis 12 too, uh, about the blessing of God um, that promise uh, that would be fulfilled in the future promise seed of Jesus Christ. So there's a lot of stuff here today, um, but why don't we uh, begin with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together. Lord, bless us in your word. And through your word, O oh Lord, uh, guide us to the blessing of the fulfillment that is in Christ alone. Lord, lead us uh, by your grace and through all things, Lord, lead us in your spirit, knowing full well that through your word, Lord, you sustain us in the one true faith. We pray all this in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, today, as we continue on, uh, why don't we uh, get out our Bibles here and turn to Genesis 14, verses 15 to 16. Uh, Genesis 14, verses 15 to 16. And here as we uh, get to the uh, scripture here, uh, clearly we see, as we talked about last week, a lot was uh, the four kings, the four warring kings were going uh, from north to south, and now they're going back up. Um, and now um, with Lot being possessed or uh, uh, in their captivity, along with the women and the children and all the possessions, uh, here at Abram and 318 men, Again, uh, this was a very, uh, probably not the smartest from the human wisdom point of view, uh, from merely a military kind of uh, attack. This was probably not the most wise uh, thing to do uh, to attack um, these, uh, these four kings. And, and uh, again, uh, but here... Um, Remember, as we look at Genesis uh, 14, 15, and 16, the, the constant is 12-2 and the blessing that God promised to um, Abram. Right? That's always the overarching, uh, what's the word? Uh, the overarching promise to which Abram trusts in light of all that is happening. Now, again, it's easy to look at these Texts and simply <coughs> and simply say uh, that it is just a historical battle and Abram won and that is pretty much it. But there's a lot more going on here, a lot uh, more than what the eye sees uh, just by this historical uh, victory, right? Over what, a, what what a miracle it was. But at the end of the day, the understanding begins with Genesis twelve two and the blessing, right? And um, why, don't we, why don't we read that again? 
It says right there in Genesis 12, 2, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. And again, this is at the end of the day, that blessing from Abram to Jesus. And this pen is going, so we're going to use another one. And uh, this is the picture, right? So the blessing of who? The blessing from God, right? All right. So uh, through that blessing, that he would be a blessing, that his nation would be great, uh, that uh, the offspring, right, uh, would be the multitude through the seed of Abraham. Here in this battle, who is doing the work? The blessing and promise of God, there Abram would go, 318, 75 years old, and there they would do what? They would win. They would conquest. They would defeat. So verses 15 and 16 in chapter 14 read, why don't we read that together? And he divided his forces against them by night, he and his servants, and defeated them and pursued them to Hobah, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all the possessions and also brought back his kinsman Lot with his possessions and the woman and the people. So uh, as we uh, speak of uh, this uh, victory, um, again, simply put, uh, by the hand of God, right? All goes back to the blessing. You know, the question is, how does this shape you? Um, how does the blessing of God shape you? Very important question for you, right? Uh, because if we don't understand the true blessing of God in the story of Abraham, which is ultimately Christ, and these pens are just not good today. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the brown is a little light. The black is a little faded. Hopefully the purple will do the job here. But ultimately, no, it will not. See, this is what live, live coverage does. Uh, it's not always um, edited. So, well, it's never edited. Oh, there we go. Better. Green. Right? There it all points to Christ. And uh, this is the picture of our blessing. That our blessing, we are shaped by the promises of God. And like Abram, who was who was, uh, you know, who, who came out in victory, uh, there by the hand of God, they would be delivered, all those who were in captivity. So, again, we'll talk about, the, about this more a little bit as we go through this, but uh, they were delivered, right? Um, and all the possessions, as it says right there in verse 16, uh, uh, the woman and the people, uh, everyone who was held in captivity were brought back, right? all by the hand of God. So, We'll talk about this more. Just want to give you a little preview there. Verse 17. After his return from the defeat of Kedor Lamer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of uh, Shaveh, <laughs> that is the king of, uh, that's the king's valley, right? Uh, and uh, when we talk about the king of Sodom, you know, we talk about, His wickedness. I'm just going to use the red today. I don't like that green either. Uh, and we talk about, there we go, Abram's faith, right? The world. 
man, the flesh versus faith. And, and here we see the king of Sodom doing what? Now, again, uh, the wicked, and we know that as, we, as Lot chose this lot of land and he went to Sodom, there in Genesis chapter uh, 13, we very well know in verse 13 of Genesis 13, uh, Moses describes this place as, Now the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. So this was a land of sinner. This, this was a land that would ridicule the faith. This was the land, especially the king, in his earthly power, uh, there uh, would uh, most likely ridicule Abram for his faith. But now the tables have turned. The king of Sodom, with this authority, we see the results uh, in chapter 14, verse uh, 10. Right now, the valley of Sedim was full of uh, bitumen pits. And as the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into them and the rest fled to the hill country. So we see the results of earthly ways. We see how uh, it is Abram, right, <laughs> the one of faith, who d- delivers them. Now, again, the king of Sodom, of course, is uh, going out to greet uh, Abram because that's right. He did a good work. He saved them, right? But it really does show... In, the, in, in how we are shaped by the blessing of God versus the ways of man and, and how easy that tension is in each and every one of our lives. And I hopefully, hopefully you, you see that. Um, yeah, uh, I want to kind of... Oh, that's right. All right. So, uh, as we continue on here uh, with verse 18, uh, now we're getting to the... Uh, priest, uh, the high priest Melchizedek, right? That he is the God, uh, he is the priest of the, uh, of the uh, Most High God, right? God Most High. And here we see, after his return from the defeat, he talks, to, he discusses or, or greets, is greeted by the king of Sodom. And now Melchizedek, Melchizedek means king, Zedek uh, means righteousness, Right, the king of righteousness, my king, um, is righteous. This is uh, this is how Melchizedek is described. Right, that he is a king of Salem, Jerusalem. Right, Shalom brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. So this uh, priest of Salem, which we know as Jerusalem traditionally. Uh, he came out to greet uh, Abram with bread and wine. And the interesting thing about Melchizedek is that there's there's a lot of mystery about Melchizedek. A lot is a lot of it is unknown about Melchizedek. Uh, but I think uh, when we look at Melchizedek, I think the key point is. If you ever want to look up uh, Psalm 110, uh, but also Hebrews 7. I know on Sunday we are, uh, we went through, uh, we are going through Hebrews. Uh, but in 717 of Hebrews, if you could turn there for me, I think this provides a good summation of what the importance of Melchizedek is all about. And here we read it in Hebrews 717, for it is witnessed of him. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Right? 
And it's in this order of... Now, Hebrews 7, if you want to read that sometime, this was uh, the writer really trying to show what? He was trying to show the Hebrews that uh, the order of Melchizedek, and ultimately that would point to Christ, uh, far, uh, was, was far superior than uh, the order of Aaron or uh, the Levitical priesthood. And, and this is, I think, in Hebrews 7, that, that kind of, that, that dynamic of, of what all the Hebrews were thinking at the time. Here, the writer was really showing them the superiority of Christ through the order of Melchizedek. Now, again, uh, when we look at Melchizedek back now in the context of Genesis chapter 14, he is the priest of, of, of the most uh, high God, uh, but also that uh, he is there, um, as it says right there, uh, the king of Salem, right? Um, and, and here he was blessing Abram with bread and wine, right? When we look at blessing, you guys, and we look at the order of Melchizedek, Hebrew 717, uh, when we look at Psalm 110, and ultimately all this goes back to Christ, right? When we look to the blessing of Abram, when we look at all that he, uh, was to be done through the hand of God, that ultimate blessing was in Genesis 315 and, and the future promise of the seed, and that is of Jesus Christ. Everything, and this is the key, I think, uh, through our Genesis 14 text, is that everything is pointing to Christ. Right? Everything is pointing to the fulfillment of Christ as Christ is our true high priest. Right? In the order of Melchizedek beyond the Old Testament high priest, Jesus is the true prophet, the true priest, and the true king. Right? That he is the true priest who indeed brings and, and gives us the cleansing of our sin through his sacrificial work um, as a Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And, and when we talk about uh, the fulfillment here of the blessings, Melchizedek is, is blessing Abram, and, and there it's, it's a reminder of what is to come in the anticipation of the promised seed of Christ. Right, so uh, when we talk about uh, the the king of Salem, who is righteous, uh, who is blessing uh, Abram, there it all is pointing to, ultimately, from Psalm one ten, Hebrews seven, to the fulfillment of Christ. Just like Genesis twelve two, you see Christ. It's it's just weaved throughout this text, and that's what shapes Abram. That's what shapes you, right? Um. Yeah, we'll talk about that more. All right, so Melchizedek, uh, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Again, talk about sacrament of the altar, Jesus, institution, right? Um, Verse 19, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be Abram by God. Who is God? The possessor of heaven and earth. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, right? Um, And again, Melchizedek, blessed by, Abram is blessed by God. So that's saying that he is the all-powerful, all-knowing, right? Omniscient one, I can't write it all here, um, that he is all-present everywhere. Um, And this is the God to the one true God that 
uh, Abram is blessed by. Now, why is that important? Because what God wills, it is done. He is the possessor, right? He is the maker of heaven and earth. And, and therefore, uh, this is the one true God that Abram is blessed by. So what God says, again, he does. And ultimately, it is the promised seed of Jesus Christ in the order of Melchizedek that points to the fulfillment that is of the true high priest, Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, the glory of God in the midst of man. John 1.14, right? Uh, full of grace and truth, uh, made manifest the glory of God, right? Uh, that is the uh, word that dwelt among us. Uh, Skeno, Tabernacle, right? Again, from the Old Testament to the New, we see kind of that connection, right? So very important to see Jesus as the continual foreshadowing of what is to come in his fulfillment by the possessor of heaven and earth, by God's promise. Remember Genesis 3.15, the Proto-Evangelion. This is where we see uh, the clear uh, picture of what this is all about. So Melchizedek is blessing Abram, and he's saying, Blessed be Abram by God, the possessor of heaven and earth. Right? Yes, the one who creates, the one who sustains, the one who redeems, um, and the one who sends you his son, Jesus Christ. I don't know why my voice got lower right there, but okay. So, again, good stuff there. Um, Melchizedek, right? The king of Salem, uh, the priest of God most high. And from that order would come the Christ, right? Uh, Yeah, from his seed, Abram, right? And this is where that blessing is centered on, upon what God has done. And continues to do, right? That his will is done. This is who he is. Melchizedek is, is unfolding who the one true God is. And therefore, there our trust is. Uh, though the uh, commandments were not here yet. Uh, we very well know, um, you know, the, uh, that you shall have no other gods, right? Uh, because this is the one true God. All right. Verse 20 here. Um... Oh, no. Verse, verse 20, yes. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Right? Blessed be God. God delivered Abram. Blessing, Genesis 12, 2, all the way to Jesus. And here God would deliver. Right? Uh, again, this is the hand of God through it all. That his word, the ultimate seed, deliverance, uh, this is what needed to be done, and God accomplished uh, this for Abram. Abram was not taking credit for anything that was happening with him in the 318, but rather it was God who delivered them. It was by his promise that God would have his hand in all of this. And therefore, when we talk about God delivers, we are reminded of the true blessing that indeed It is by the grace of God that we too are delivered. It is nothing of ourselves. We don't attain victory, but rather victory is given to us through Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, uh, Romans 8, of course, uh, about um, uh, we are more than conquerors. um, And uh, this is the deliverance that uh, they are praising God for, right? Blessed be God. Uh, most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. God is working. The gospel, it is God who works. Abram, 
God is giving him the word. God is guiding him and leading him. God is, <laughs> is delivering him and ultimately will uh, deliver uh, all the world through the fulfillment of Christ, right? The true high priest, right? After the order of Melchizedek. See, so we see all this connection to Christ uh, through it all. But at the end of the day, all credit goes to who? Our Lord. Right? All credit goes to our Lord. Um, I know I should read some Luther quotes here. Because, um, okay, uh, this is the Luther quote uh, pertaining to a verse, uh, verse 18, but uh, I think it's really good. Uh, Hence, this is the meaning of this passage. Melchizedek was a priest, prophet, and preacher who continued pure in the knowledge of God. <coughs> Knowledge of that God who is the true... Sorry, I'll start. I'll start over. <clears throat> Hence, this is the meaning of this passage. Melchizedek was a priest, prophet, and preacher who continued pure in the knowledge of that God who is the true and most high God. This name includes the repudiation of all of the gods and forms of worship. At the time, the world had other priests as well. But Melchizedek was the chief priest of the supreme God. Happy over the victory granted to Abraham by God, he arranged a festive meal. So there is the one true God over all the other uh, false gods and other forms of worship. Here in verse 20, uh, they are crediting the Lord for all that was done. And what is the result in that credit? Abram gives a tenth. Right? Abram gives a tenth. Now, uh, I love this. Uh, a lot of times uh, we always say, oh, yeah, that's why. Well, that's why we give, because Abram gave a tenth. But the question is, it's, it's deeper than that. Why did, what is the heart? What, what was the heart of giving? Like, why did he give? I think that's the question for all those when we talk about offering. You know, we see the Old Testament uh, priests, they all too received the tenth as well in the Old Testament times. Um, and Abram set that tone here uh, with the tenth um, as he was to give. But what is, what is the importance of giving, right? And Abram shows us that all that he had received in the loot or the, uh, uh, you know, all that he gained in the possessions, as we see in verse 16, um, all of this was by God, right? Deliverance was by God. The possessions that he had because of, of the result of that deliverance is by God. And therefore, he credits God for all things. What he has is of God and what God has done by his merciful grace. Now, when our covetousness and our, our lusts for this, the riches of this world kind of infiltrate our hearts and minds in our, in our sinful flesh, uh, what we fail to remember and dwell upon is that, well, God takes all the credit. God gives us all things, right? We, we forget that um, because we are sinners. And our lusts and our covetousness take over, and we say, mine, 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 that's mine, God. Uh, when in fact, when we talk about Abram, his whole life right here, right? When we talk about Isaac, when we talk about uh, the ram at Mount Moriah, when we talk about um, the ultimate seed of Christ, this is all God working in him. Everything that Abraham was a credit to God, right? And that's the key to giving, friends, 
It's not a burdensome giving. It's not a begrudging giving. And if you are giving burdensomely, if your offerings are like, okay, I have to do this, we really got to go back to the gospel and say, well, what, who am I? Who has saved me? Who has rescued me? Who gives me my daily bread, right? Whose will is done in my life? Like all this stuff as we go through the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, and again, you know, the catechism, check out all the small catechism stuff we do here. But it, it, it does remind us that all credit goes to God. Now, the devil says otherwise, but as we give, we give joyfully and cheerfully, as the Bible says, because we are of good cheer, because it is of God to which he has brought us all things. And there we credit him for life, forgiveness, and salvation. There we credit him for all that we have, right? Because everything that we have is of God. Now, that is the fact, right? Uh, and, and there we thank God for all that we have, right? And um, uh, not only... Uh, uh, with the things that we have uh, to, to even um, help our neighbor. And that's what we're going to talk about now, right? All right, so verse 21 to 24. We're almost done here. Um, and the king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, <clears throat> I have lifted my hand to the Lord God most high, possessor of heaven and earth that I would not take a thread or a sandal or strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. Let Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre take their share. So again, what Abram is saying here is clearly that all credit goes to the Lord and there is to be no credit to the king of Sodom, Right? Uh, and that's the thing, you guys, uh, how easy our covetousness can, can be allured uh, by the things of this world. Now, Abram continues to say, I lift, what does it say right there? Um, I, I've lifted my hand to the Lord God most high. And there, uh, as we sing hymn number 805 in the Lutheran uh, uh, service book, Praise God from Whom All Blessings Flow. Uh, this is a, a church, we sing this every week, but it's a reminder of what? That everything is blessing, 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 blessing. It is of Christ. That it is credited to God who is the giver, who, who, who sends us his only begotten son, who, who, <laughs> who, who provides for us in body and soul, right? Who gives us the redemption, who, 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 who delivers the sacrifice through his son, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Uh, everything is credited to God, right? And, and there Abram was, in that faith, uh, was focused on this very thing. Uh, but also, he, he cared for his neighbor. That's all he cared about. He said, I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. Again, and we look at uh, chapter 14 um, earlier there about who they were. And these were Amorites, right? It kind of reminds us of uh, Rahab too, um, in the genealogy of Christ, the most unlikely of help. Uh, but there she would. And um, also uh, for... For Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre, uh, of course, uh, these were unlikely of folks to, to help Abram, uh, but there they were provided for, right? And that's all Abram cared about. Um, we see right here in verse 24, now I'll give you a good, uh, I'll give you a good quote um, 
Abram is described to us here as full of faith and of hope concerning eternal life. He makes use of this earthly victory as of a field or any other thing that serves only to exercise the body, but does not give the heart cause for worry. His heart he keeps attached to the mercy of God and to the promise of the future seed. He keeps his heart attached to the mercy of God and to the promise of the future seed. Everything is about Jesus here. Everything is about the full. Melchizedek is pointing to, uh, uh, at the end of the day, to Christ, right? Abram, the blessing, God's word, the, 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 <laughs> the fulfillment of the true high priest, Jesus Christ. This is the blessing. This is the anticipation. And all this in the world, through all things, there his eyes were set upon the promises of God, right? And how does this apply to us today? You are shaped. Your faith is defined by the blessing that God has given to you by the very word of God. And it's by that very word that the word is Christ, the one, the gospel, who, who comes to this world to forgive you of your sins by his slaughter, his death upon the cross, silent he went. Um, um, as a, uh, what does it say? As a lamb would go to his shears, I believe, um, in, in Isaiah 52, 53. But, uh, what is it? Um, what was I saying? I forgot. Um, but but uh, here, here clearly we see the, the fulfillment. Right? All the blessings is looking forward to Christ. And that's the key to our text today. You know, um, from the blessing of God to the Melchizedek and his uh, good words, his blessing to, to Abraham and that benediction, you know, uh, and, and also um, ultimately... All this blessing is the fulfillment of Christ, right? And they're crediting the Lord, Abraham would, and we too credit the Lord. We do not attain Christ. We do not decide on Christ. We do not earn Christ, right? The greatest blessing is that you are covered by the blood of the Lamb. You are blessed, right, by the one who laid down his life for you. And this is what all this is pointing to. The will of God being done through the seed of Abraham. The true high priest, the order of Melchizedek, superior to all that is of the Levitical priesthood, right? Superior to all that is of the world. Christ, the true high priest. Yes, the one who would submit and lay his life down, submitting to the will of the Father, going to the cross in great agony and dying for the sins of the world, rising on the third day and delivering us. And this is where we sing, you know, praise God from whom all blessings flow, right? Um, and this is the key, you guys. Everything is credited to God. Blessed be God, the Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Sin, death, and the power of the devil, through Jesus Christ, you are delivered. Right? This is... This is the ultimate blessing of this text right here. Jesus. All right, let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. Lord, bless us in your word. Lord, through all things, uh, you have given us uh, the gift of the true high priest, Jesus Christ, who cleanses uh, uh, our sin and who grants us uh, his righteousness. Lord, bless us in the comfort of salvation, knowing that uh, by your grace we are saved. Uh, through Christ alone, through faith. And, and Lord, we bless us to stay in this very word. Lead us and guide us in your peace, knowing full well that through all things, we are blessed 
um, by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, in whom we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, uh, thank you for joining me today. Until next time, this is Pastor John here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. May this word go well with you. And until next time, love you all, praying for you all. Have a wonderful day. Adios. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.